Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Katrina Q. Miranda, aka Kat, who has enjoyed thousands of hours advising early stage startups from the San Francisco Bay Area to Bangladesh as the founder of a boutique marketing agency, which is Mima LLC. She is also a subject matter expert and mentor with Westerwell Foundation for the International Understanding, whose mission is to create equal opportunities for all by uplifting emerging markets through empowered entrepreneurship. She also sits on the Global Social Enterprise Board, Uproot, and the Hayward Education Foundation. Wow, we have so much to talk about here. So let's dive right into this. And welcome, Katrina. Welcome, Kat. Thank you so much, Summer. I'm a big fan. So thank you for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm so stoked that you're here. We're going to have so much fun during this interview. But before we get started, like really getting into it, I want to ask you something about your journey. And that is, if you could describe your journey thus far in one word, what would that word be and why? I would say resilient. So you don't realize how strong you are until you become an entrepreneur. It could be the worst and best day of your life all in the same day. So imagine that journey for the last 10 years. So, oh my gosh. And you know what? I agree. (laughs) I fully agree because I've worked in traditional settings. And honestly, when I decided to become an entrepreneur, I was like, what did I do? (laughs) I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's like, it's the best. It really is. It is the best. It is the best. And you've got to figure out your process. And that I think is something that you did so well. So you've given us the word, you've given us the why. So let's get a glimpse of where you grew up, how this has shaped where you are today in both your personal and professional journey. Sure. So I am from a third world country. I was born in the Philippines. We migrated to America in the 80s. So we landed in Oakland. And so I thought America was Oakland. It was diverse. It was wonderful. It was the best experience for me, actually. So, and every summer I would go to New York in Queens, New York to be with my dad. So I was, I was on the other opposite ends of the world in Oakland and Queens, and it was the best. So that shaped me because I saw poverty from, you know, where I'm from in the Philippines um, to in Queens and Oakland. So it was always in my heart to help others in underserved communities. And I think um, that really has shaped me to who I am today. Oh, wow. Okay. So what was that? And I'm going to take a step back. What was that transition like for you going from the Philippines, coming to the U.S.? Did you feel like you were in an inclusive space? Was there any difficulties? What were kind of the setbacks for you? And how did you overcome them, being that your word is resilient? Sure. So hmm. it it was an eye-opener. It was very different. 
but the people in Oakland like really embraced me with open arms. So I felt welcomed. And I knew the reason why we were coming to America. My mom says we have a better chance there. You know, there's more opportunity. Everybody from the Philippines wants to come here. Right. And as soon as we got off the plane, she told me, I remember I was at SFO. She says, now you can do whatever you want. You can be whoever you want. I was eight years old and I took that to heart. And, and, you know, and I take that every day, I think, because people have this imposter syndrome. But I think about what my mom said. She says, you could do whatever you want. You could be whoever you want. And so I wanted to be a CEO and certainly I did. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. You went from seeing poverty, maybe even touching on and living in poverty to a certain degree and to very much thriving today. And we have so much in common. My biological grandfather immigrated from the Philippines as well. And I was raised by a single mom who also told me, you can do whatever you want. You can thrive. You don't just have to survive. But I think because we're in this mode as we grow up of you've got to do it on your own. You've got to be successful. We kind of work our way and into that survival mode and that mindset and that conditioning until we figure out we don't have to just survive. We can really thrive here. And what does that look like for us? Right. I mean, Summer, I didn't know we were poor until I was a little older. We used to stand in the government cheese line and, you know, get free bread from, and I thought, wow, America is so wonderful. Like you get free cheese, (laughs) you know, because I was so appreciative of, yeah, I was so appreciative of all this wonderful things we were given. You know, we lived in a one room, my brother, my mom and I, and in in the back of this house in Oakland, but we never, I never felt poor because my mom was so loving. And, you know, if, if you have food on the table, you know, you're good. You have an education, you're good. So those are the things I really appreciated. I Love that, cat, And I think that for me, by being able to travel, being in all different kinds of experiences, traveling outside of the country, living outside of this country, you really get a different perspective about what it means to not have like a lot of different things that I think about in regards to what do we perceive as less than or having less than, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't have that mindset either, even though we might have been living in an apartment that was community subsidized, right? So it's like, I just didn't think that way. And if we did, it's like, we just made things happen for ourselves. And that's what I see in you. Mm. You created things for yourself. You made things happen. And I think this is what's really, really just connects us to is we had mothers that nurtured us and said, you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And that messaging goes a long way Mm -hmm. from the very beginning, from our foundation, right? Exactly. So what are your thoughts about that and that messaging? Oh my goodness. That you like, you just spoke to my soul. (laughs) You know, I mean, my mom says education is the most important, you know, my grandmother also raised me. I'm, I'm very fortunate that she was with us for 18 years, big part of my life. So, you know, my mom had two, three jobs sometimes. So I spent a lot of time with my grandmother who instilled in me, like, you know, education is number one. Yes, I think of wealth in a different way now, right? Knowledge is key. And I just find that so empowering that I had two strong women, you know, at the time. I didn't know because, you know, of course you were sad. Your dad wasn't around, but I feel like the luckiest person in the world to be raised by two strong women who were educated. Yeah, absolutely. I I love that. I love hearing that. I love your, the evolution of your story. Now, 
you have created something amazing. You created your own business. Tell us about Mima LLC and what that's all about. Sure. So I was pregnant at the time. Um, I thought I was going to be this corporate mom, like I'm going to drop off my kid at daycare and, you know, kick butt in the corporate world. But I was, I was getting close to, you know, her birth. I said, you know, I don't, I don't think I can do it. So, cause I was checking out places and it was fine, but you know, in the Philippines, your family raises you, right? So since I grew up in that environment, you know, my grandma raised me, I was around family and I, I figured out how to make it work. I was working for two gentlemen who are amazing, you know, they really empowered me. You know, I would walk into places like Google and Microsoft and people would ask me like, oh, are you the assistant? Right. And, um, and these guys would say, oh no, she runs the company. Right. It was, so it was, I was really nice. fortunate to have them. So I said, Hey guys, like I'm, you know, since I'm going to give birth, like I, I want to start my own business, but I'd like you guys to be my first clients. And, and they said, whatever you want. I go, okay. Oh, that's so awesome. So you had some amazing support. Oh, the, I've, I've had amazing bosses and mentors, colleagues. I mean, my business partner today was my boss 20 years ago. So, oh, wow. yeah. So, awesome. so I've had, I mean, I have been blessed with really great people in my life. I mean, I've failed a bunch of times, but they've always been there to help me pick up the pieces and pivot and move forward. So, Oh, I love that. You know, that is so important that these deep and meaningful relationships are sustainable, right? And you have these people around you, this community around you to be of support to you and your support to them as well. And I love that because I think a lot of times when we think about reaching out to other people, we feel like mm, that's networking. And to me, networking a lot of times connotates this, this transactional relationship, right? But for me, I always say, no, it's a deeper. It's about building relationships. Mm-hmm. And that is so important. And as an entrepreneur, a word of wisdom would be build that community around you. Build that community from people who are emerging entrepreneurs to those that are more senior entrepreneurs and that close-knit community, because that can be so helpful as an entrepreneur. And I see that more so than, you know, you have your traditional jobs, but as an entrepreneur, that community is so meaningful. It means a great deal. So to hear that you have that community around you, you have a supportive bunch of folks that are going to be there, even when you're like, oh, I had a mess misstep. What do I do now? And they're still with you. That's wonderful to hear. So tell us a bit of about Mima and what you do in your company. Sure. So we started off as a full service marketing agency. I mean, you asked for it, we did it, right? Or we wow. figured out how to do it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we realized our strengths and our weaknesses. And, you know, I always advise the young people that I mentor, you know, focus on the things that you're good at and excel in that. And so I decided to take my advice and, you know, go that down that route. So we have experts on our team that I hire for different projects, right? I have a, a young Filipino lady from LA. She has a social media company. So I realized like, that's not my strong suit. So when a client wants that, I give her the business. So I really have all these amazing people in my network that have their own businesses and I share the wealth with them. I love that. You know, we used to call that a Rolodex, right? So- right, 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 right. I had one of those before. <laughs> I loved it. 
there was like, okay, I'm just going to get out my Rolodex. I got to see who I can refer to, A, B, and C. Exactly. So I realized my strength was, you know, marketing strategy, uh, business development yeah. strategy, and really growing that network, the relationship base. Like, it's funny because I have a marketing agency, but I haven't done that much marketing for myself. It's all relationship based. You know, my first couple of clients were my old bosses, right? Not just one, a couple of them were my clients. So, so I teach my client that it's, it's, it's actually wonderful. It is so helpful. You know, I like what you said there too, Kat, about find out what your strengths are, understand what your strengths are. And a lot of times people, I think sometimes lose that objectivity and, and just get caught in going, going, going and forget about what their strengths are. And sometimes you have to stop them, go, wait, 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 wait. You're so good at that. What do you think you're good at? And kind of work with them to develop an understanding of this is where my passion is. This mm-hmm. is where I think I would thrive because you're right. You try and do everything as a business, but sometimes it's really about finding those niches that you're really good at and offering that. Mm-hmm. And saying, this is where my strength lies. And sometimes people just overlook it and go, hmm, I'm good at everything, but a little bit of that, a little bit of this. And mm-hmm. and then they miss out on maybe this whole client base that really needs this particular thing. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you you suggested that. And that was some words of wisdom because I get caught in these conversations about these different things. And I think that's something that comes up often and people veer away from it because they think, well, if I don't offer a lot then I might not get the clients. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's another thing too, is I honed it on who my client was, right? So we try, we, we served everyone who, who want, whoever wanted us, we said, yes, right. We yeah. took their money. And then, and then I realized that like, like not all money is good money, right? So you have to hone in on who your target market is, who you're really passionate about helping. And for me, it was underserved markets, you know, um, women, women of color, uh, people who really needed my help. Because people will say to me, oh, I could do that. Uh, I could do marketing. I, I looked it up online. I read it on Google. And I said, okay, well, you do. <laughs> you do. You. <laughs> well, I love that. I love that you identified your target market, your specialty, your passion, and you went for it. And I like what you said. Sometimes we have a misstep or just something that we've done that we're like, mm, yeah, that didn't work out very well. However, that's wisdom. Some of those missteps are our best teachers and we can apply that to our next step and our next step and what we've learned, right? So I'm going to get to my next question because if you were to go, folks, look at Kat's bio on LinkedIn, you will find that she has spoken to many different audiences around the world. So my next question is, if you presented to many audiences around the world about innovative marketing, digital marketing entrepreneurship, networking, empowerment. What is one piece of advice you can give that rings true or resonates with many audiences that you speak to? What's Yes, man. This is more on the, on the personal side, actually, that, you know, entrepreneurs struggle with, even the students I speak to, you know, you're enough, right? People think I have to be an expert in everything and I have to get everything perfectly right. No, I don't even have everything perfectly right. I hire smarter people than me. Okay, that's that's one thing that you should definitely do. Don't feel like you have to be everything to everyone. You know, you're enough. And so I think it, it's that courage, right? Just to put yourself out there because, you know, to be vulnerable in the business world is is very difficult, right? Because there's there's going to be naysayers and that's okay. 
You know, you need them to keep you going. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Have them motivate you. Use that as motivation, as yeah. energy. Oh, absolutely. Gosh, I, I've been put down, shut down. I mean, it's it's amazing to me, you know, the, the things that I've heard over the last 10 years. But then I remember, for example, there's this one story. It's my biggest no, but it's the best no I got ever. You know, we had a project and they wanted Oprah Winfrey. And I thought, oh my goodness, you want the queen? Right? <laughs> and oh, okay. I reached out to her people and I get this lovely message back saying, Miss Oprah, Miss, no, they don't call her Oprah. They said they call her Miss Winfrey. They said, Miss Winfrey reviewed your project. And while it's a no for now, you know, we want to encourage you to keep going. And so I said, that's the biggest rejection I've ever had, but the best one, because if Miss Winfrey's people said that, right, yeah. you can do it. And that's, I had nothing under my belt. I mean, I just started out, I perfected my LinkedIn as much as I could, and that's what they were basing it off of. So yeah, absolutely. And I like the phrasing for now, mm-hmm. for now. And that is exciting because it, that wasn't a no, it was for now. Mm-hmm. Right. So you could potentially go back and pursue that. So I love that story. It is so telling because you kept going and I'm sure you found an alternative for your clients, but at the same time you kept going, you pursued it. And mm-hmm. I also love your words of wisdom here about you're enough. When I heard those two words, it was more like, wow, you know what? Sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we forget that we're enough. It sends chills through my body because I'm thinking, you know, I am enough. We are enough. And when we present to every audience, you are going to have those naysayers. And that's okay. That's okay. Because not everybody believes what you believe. Not everybody has the same process you have, but you're enough. And the information that you get out there will touch a person, many people. And so everybody's stories matter and everybody's journey matters. So I've come across this, doing this podcast, talking to people, And they say, you know, I picked up a book or I've been sitting in a talk and it was this one word. It was this one phrase that had an impact on me that changed my life. Mm. So my next question for you is tell us more about Westerwell Foundation for International Understanding. What is this? What do you do there? Yes. Oh my gosh. I just love this organization. So they are an organization in Germany. I did a speaking engagement for another accelerator and the young lady, I think she was a student at the time when she saw me speak. And then when she got her, you know, big girl job at Westerville, she called me and said, Hey, you know, we really enjoyed having you, you know, listening to you at the accelerator when I was a student, you know, we'd love to have you empower these entrepreneurs from all over the world. So they focus on underserved entrepreneurs in Asia, Latin America, and Africa. So they are incredible. And that is so cool. Yes, it's so cool. So I get to come and speak as a subject matter expert. And then they pair me with an entrepreneur that they think is a good match for me. And I mentor them for a period of time. To me, that's my soul right there. You know, helping others, you know, launch businesses that they love and that they're passionate about. And it's in the social entrepreneurship space, so which is even more impactful. That is so cool. I love that that's your jam, that you love to mentor, that there's a foundation like that out there that offers this incredible support 
Love it, love it, love it. Can you briefly touch on also Social Enterprise Board Uproot and what you do with them? Oh, sure. So they were college students at the time. I think there's one more in college. One hasn't graduated. So they are a group from Taiwan. Two are from Paraguay originally, but they go to university in Taiwan. So I met them through the Holt Prize Foundation, which is a social impact accelerator. They partner with the Clinton Foundation and the UN. So it's all, it's the top 50 social impact groups in the world. Uh, They have competitions on their campuses. And so I get to mentor the top teams. And, you know, I usually don't pick a team. Most mentors and judges pick their team, you know, that they want. But I allow the students to pick me because I feel like I want them to have a connection with me versus the other way around. Right. Because it's easier for me to build a connection with them than the other way. So the last two teams that I mentored one and Uproot is, you know, they are changing bioplastics in the biggest way possible. They are making, you know, plastic one-time use utensils and straws from cassava root. Yes. Wow. Yes. It is. They are amazing. If you want to interview the CEO, she is incredible. She's from Paraguay and she speaks Chinese. She speaks Spanish. She speaks English. And she's such a smart young lady. I can't even tell you how much I adore that group. That is so fantastic. Wow. We have covered so much already and you do so much. Entrepreneur, you volunteer your time, you're a mentor, you are amazing. So I I don't even know how I'm going to end this conversation because (laughs) there's so much that you've done. We've gotten into so much and I'm just so excited about you. And I can't wait to meet you at my upcoming conference. I'm so excited. I will see you next month. (laughs) Yes, next month. I'm so excited. So we are coming to the, the end of the interview. And as we do, my last question is, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? So earlier I said, you are enough. And now the next step is go for it. Trust your gut, right? Trust your instinct. A lot of times we ignore that, uh, both in our personal lives and business lives, but this is the time to do it. It's your time. The time is now, you know, don't wait 10 years from now, do it today. So if, and if you need me, I'm here, you know, just as a sounding board. So. Oh, I love that. And I also want to add, it's never too late to start something new. And I love your words of wisdom. Thank you so much, Kat, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Thank you so much. You're amazing. So I can't wait. (laughs) Can't wait to see you. Thank you. Can't wait to see you. You can follow Katrina, also Kat Miranda on LinkedIn at Katrina Q Miranda and M-I-M-A-L-L-C dot com. That's Mima llc.com. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great. Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love, and Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.